Start of show, all positions stand by. Welcome to Living Live with Ross Video, a look at the tech and the people shaping the future of live production. Live on five, four, three, two, one, go. Welcome to Living Live with Ross Video. I'm Tyler Kern. Live production exists across a number of different venues and serves a variety of purposes these days, so it stands to reason that there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution for everyone that is in this space. Now, there are options that need to be explored and factors that should be considered, and joining me today to help me navigate these live production options is Jeff Moore, the Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Ross Video. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm really excited to get to dive in and kind of have this conversation with you. And Jeff, I was kind of wondering about that that initial, I suppose, misconception that there is this one-size-fits-all technology that will work for everyone across all live production. Where did that maybe misconception start? Or, you know, does that exist in the industry? And, and you know, why is that wrong? Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Uh, I think, um, you know, and one of the things that we, we pride ourselves on is, is being able to provide a range of, of solutions to address uh, the needs of, of different types of clients. So one of the areas we're see, we see a lot of confusion right now on uh, is, is interconnect tech technology, the connectivity that we use and, uh, you know, putting system pieces together and the push into IP uh, in doing that. So. There's a lot of confusion. A lot of that has been generated by, I guess, the hype out there in the industry. So one of the questions, I guess, that we get a lot is which direction do I go? Is it IP? Is it SDI? Is it or is it a hybrid um, solution? And the answer to that question really depends on uh, on the use case and what the customer is trying to achieve. Absolutely. So you mentioned IP, SDI, or a hybrid of, of the two systems. Can we do a quick, maybe a little compare and contrast of just what each of those means and you know what makes them right in certain cases, but maybe not for everybody? Okay, sure. So the, uh, the idea behind IP, now when, when I'm talking about IP, I mean uh, IP used in a live scenario, right? Because IP and, uh, and networking have been long been coming into uh, media production facilities. We've been using IP for a long time for uh, control, for file-based workflows, uh, in all kinds of scenarios. But what's relatively new about IP is using it in a facility uh, for the main interconnect uh, for moving likely uncompressed video around or, or lightly compressed video in a production scenario. So that's new. And uh, there are a lot of complexities uh, to, to bringing it in. But the idea is to use a commercial off-the-shelf sort of general purpose IP hardware and routing hardware to, uh, to interconnect all, all of your production devices. So that's IP. So the other um, piece is SDI, which stands for Serial Digital uh, Interconnect. And it's a uh, digital connection technology we've used for, I guess, probably 30 years now. And uh, it is, it's much simpler. It's a dedicated connection. Um, we have basically synchronous systems that, uh, that, that we've used for a long time. And SDI has continued to evolve as well to you know, higher data rates and so on. So both of those interconnect technologies are used in the industry. IP's been starting to come in uh, and it has a certain place. And SDI has been around for a long time, but it's continuing to evolve at the same time as well. And then, you know, a more 
common situation uh, now is is hybrid. You know, is 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 uh, a combination of the two uh, technologies, especially in uh, new greenfield type environments. Absolutely. So you mentioned you you interact with clients quite a bit, and you're always trying to figure out and decipher. Okay, what are these particular needs, I suppose, for this client and what solution is going to work best for what their needs are and the different constraints that exist. So how do you kind of approach those conversations to get to the bottom of here's exactly what you need and here's a solution that fits best for your particular situation? So yeah, from a... Um, from a broad perspective, and interconnect is, is is actually a small part of this overall conversation, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's really about what our clients are trying to achieve. What are their proje- production objectives? How can we help them, you know, make amazing live productions that are going to wow their audiences, engage their audiences in a in a an amazing way, uh, creatively. Uh, how do we make that efficient from a business perspective? You know, how do we uh, address cost of ownership and operational issues? So the technology really should support those two things, the creative and the business side. And so the starting point is, you know, what are our customers trying to do? What are their objectives? What are their pain points? Uh, and then how can we bring uh, the you know, very broad portfolio that we have and the technological expertise we have to help with that? And so it's a lot of fun, actually, because we get into some pretty amazing conversations with uh, with clients, and uh, and we've got some very ambitious customers out there that that help drive us forward in terms of the uh, you know the tool sets and the workflows and 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 things like that that we're putting together. That's really interesting. Now I'm sure, like you mentioned, that you work with some really, really capable and knowledgeable clients. But are there ever times when your job kind of turns more into an education uh, type scenario where uh, you have clients that weren't even aware of some of the options that are available, be it hybrid systems or, or something like that, sure. that you you get to kind of uh, open a new world to them in terms of what's possible? Absolutely, yeah. So you know, one of the things I travel all over uh, the world, and uh, quite often I'm asked to give. Uh, technical presentations. So one of the hot topics has been um, on a on a connectivity side is IP versus SDI, you know, and which direction do I go? Like it's a binary choice and it's not mm, actually. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a choice where you can pick and choose. And even within organizations, we've got, you know, parts that it makes sense to move forward with, with SDI and, and other times um, to go to IP. And generally IP is, is best for scale. For very large-scale facilities, and SDI works best in in uh, you know small, medium-sized environments, and also in existing um, solutions. And given that SDI is now advanced, we've got uh, support for 12 gigabits per second uh, to handle 4K UHD. The majority, actually, of the uh, systems that we're seeing out there that are uh, that are supporting 4K UHD for live production are being done with 12 gig SDI just because it's a very practical and easy uh, and dependable way to do it. That's really, really fascinating. So the, you, you mentioned maybe the size of a venue. You know, if it's a large scale operation, the IP might be the way to go. What are some of the other primary considerations when it comes to live production, like size of venue? Uh, what, what are some other things that you're kind of running uh, your decision making process through uh, to consider and that, that helps, I, I guess, narrow down or present different options? I guess scale of the facility, part of it is, is uh, cost. Um, mm-hmm. You know, cost of the uh, of the overall solution, and because there is an overhead uh, on the IP side with additional costs that maybe 
you know, customers uh, don't want. There's additional complexity, and uh, quite often our clients, because we have a lot of clients that don't have, sometimes they don't have on-staff engineering uh, support at all, and so they need something that's going to be simple, dependable, plug-and-play, and, play. and uh, uh, SDI has definitely got an advantage there, uh, and it's, it's, it's an interconnect that's super easy to use by uh, maybe less engineering-centric customers. So... Uh, so there's that, there's support, there's the, uh, there's the scale of the operation. And at the end of the day, it's more about the goals, uh, you know, the, the production uh, goals and what clients are really trying to achieve. And sometimes um, that's really what the driver is. So you work backwards from the outcomes you're looking to generate and then the underlying uh, technology that you're going to use to achieve those goals uh, quite often will become obvious. Absolutely, that 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 one hundred percent makes sense. Now, what if uh, you have a client that um, at some point might see their facility grow or something along those lines? There's uh, th- there's a desire to maybe scale in the future, but they're exploring what they can do now. Are, are there options that are better for that scenario, or uh, how do you kind of work through a situation like that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, most of the solutions that we offer are quite modular, mm-hmm. and and more and more there's uh, they're software based. Right, so with uh, with software, the underlying hardware can change out as we move the software forward, and so uh, more and more that is uh, what we're seeing on the market as we harness uh, you know off-the-shelf compute to uh, to do things like uh, graphics and video servers and and those sorts of things. So uh, so customers can buy into a platform, continue to move it forward, and uh, you know as the as the technology changes and, and evolves. So give us an idea, maybe of I suppose the scope of the various venues that you are kind of talking about when we consider uh, live production, because it's not just like a gigantic concert hall or something like that. This can also be uh, houses of worship, uh, workspaces, things like that. So just give us an idea, maybe more of the scope of the various places that can be served with uh, live production. Yeah, that's true. We've got a very broad um, uh, range of of, of customers, uh, customer applications, and market segments that we. Uh, you know, that we sell into. So it's uh, media and entertainment, of course, um, television stations, television networks, production companies, uh, production, uh, mobile production trucks, uh, as an example. So that's a big chunk of our business. We also do a lot in stadium environments. So sports stadiums, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've got like 60% market share in NFL football, for example, in the production gear that's driving the displays in those venues, the big screens and the rivet boards and, and so on. And we could do that in a way that's, uh, that's pretty amazing with some of the technology we've created working with those clients. And then we have uh, houses of worship, as you mentioned, uh, corporations. We've got a lot of corporations that uh, more and more video is, is becoming ubiquitous. Everybody's using it to uh, communicate to educate their staff uh, mm-hmm. to communicate with clients to announce new products and things like that. So we're seeing a lot of movement there and, and increase in in sophistication in uh, in some of our um, you know uh, corporations. We also uh, sell a lot of products into legislative markets. So uh, you know these are like state legislatures, uh, city legislatures, wow. uh, national legislatures that uh, that have our technology as well. So it's a pretty broad range, and and they all have uh, unique needs that we need to make sure that our you know technology support to provide a solution, a, a total solution for 
you know, for them that, that really works well and achieves their objectives. That's really incredible. Just as, as we talk about that, we talk about the small venues all the way up to NFL stadiums, like you were mentioning. Was it important for, for you guys at Ross Video to be able to have those wide range of products and have, I guess, the versatility in the marketplace to be able to go from even the smallest venues all the way up to NFL stadiums? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's something that we've intentionally driven for, right, is, mm-hmm. is uh, technology is expensive to develop. So the more I guess, customer segments that we can address with the technology, the better job that we can do, the more cost effective we can make it, and uh, the more leverage on, on our R&D that we have uh, out there in the marketplace. And it's interesting and fun, and uh, it's, it, you know, it, it kind of gives us a window into other uh, challenges and problems that we're going to solve because mm. none of these are the same. You know, the uh, television station uh, doing news production, for example, is very, very different than a uh, sports stadium, which is, again, different than a legislature. So um, having the ability to really tailor solutions for them has, has been part of the magic that we can bring to their productions. Yeah. So one of the things that I've, uh, I suppose one of the buzzwords or terms that I've heard recently uh, quite a bit is uh, a lot of talk about remote workflows or cloud-based workflows. How has that maybe changed the game a little bit or changed the conversation around what people want and need in the industry? Yeah, that's a really interesting one. Absolutely. So um, there's two questions in one there. So remote workflows and cloud workflows. So let me talk, I'll talk about cloud workflows first, I guess. Mm -hmm. With cloud, we actually, so when I I talk about cloud, there's there's kind of two things. There's private cloud and then, you know, public cloud uh, deployments. We have a couple of products now, Inception, our news and social media system, and Streamline, our media asset management system for graphics and clips, video clips, are both available as cloud services. Uh, we run on AWS. Uh, we've got a number of clients uh, using both of these um, services now. And the interesting thing about those is that it's like really easy from a customer perspective to uh, to get up and running and start using those those solutions, and um, uh, so it's it's easy on. We take care of all of the back end uh, management. The customer just uses starts using the system. Uh, in doing that and developing these these systems, we've actually had to create some new technology that um, secures the connection back. Uh, communications that need to uh, happen back to the facility. Um, So from the cloud back to the facility, we've got secure encrypted gateway. We've actually um, donated that uh, technology into the MOS committee, uh, which is uh, one of the protocols that's used in uh, in news and uh, news production, essentially. Yeah, so it's an area that we've been very active in and and kind of pioneering some new uh, techniques and workflows. As far as remote production is concerned, which is another use case, and this is typically where you have a studio some in some city somewhere, and then the back office gear and potentially the production crew uh, that's operating the equipment somewhere else. And there's a variety of different models um, in doing remote production. Uh, so we've been active in this for, well, over a decade in various ways, and we have some, some actually some patents related to... Uh, you know, to doing these kinds of uh, remote production. So we're, we're active with a number of clients in, um, in creating even more uh, compelling kind of scenarios for remote production. Sure. Uh, and the key goal here, of course, is, uh, is efficiency. Efficiency use of your staff, maybe less travel. Uh, one of the advantages is um, less airfare 
for, uh, you know, to, we're not flying people around as much, which reduces uh, the carbon footprint of an organization, which is top of mind for a lot of uh, a lot of clients that we have these days, especially uh, uh, especially in Europe. Absolutely. So uh, I guess I want to wrap up just by talking a little bit about your time in the industry because you have a lot of experience. You've seen a lot of things just in your time here. So what do you see kind of coming down the pipeline is like the big trends in live production of the future. You know, if you look back on, uh, you know, just the, the development of different trends and different uh, things that you've seen over your time in the industry, what do you see coming next? Coming next. Yeah, that's a, that's a wide open question. There are so many, <laughs> there's so many different things. I think, I think, you know, what, what we're seeing is just an explosion of opportunity in terms of, you know, technology that we can use in a really interesting way going forward. So, uh, you know, things like the uh, uh, computers and the capabilities that, that, you know, that we get in being able to use, uh, use compute to process images. Uh, there's IP and networking. There's virtualization, one of the things we've been involved in. And, and we've shown tech demos at the last few major trade shows that we've done for the last couple of years, showing how we've been advancing the technology that in, in doing this. So it's being able to take a lot of the technology that we're using in live production and virtualize it onto data center hardware. So that's one of the things that we're very active in. We'll be mm -hmm. showing some more uh, technology at NAB coming up in April that I think will be of interest to uh, a lot of our clients. And uh, and th by the way, those aren't easy with um, with IP moving real time IP video in and out of data center. Uh, compute hardware is not not that easy to achieve. So there's a bunch of things that we've done to um, you know to uh, work out the kinks in that and get uh, get that to, to a state where we can uh, now start to entertain deployments. So uh, so that's one area that's got a lot of future potential. The uh, the hardware that we build. So there's this interesting dichotomy now with dedicated hardware versus off the shelf compute. Both are moving forward. So the uh, technology that we use. Most in our real-time processing gear is our called field programmable gateways or FPGAs, and they continue to get faster, better, quicker, have more capabilities in them. And so, as they grow, we're able to do more and more in less and less uh, hardware uh, in a smaller footprint. So, one of the examples of that is our Ultrix. Uh, we call it a router, but it's way more than that. It's a uh, provides connectivity, but it also provides a lot of integrated processing. And um, Ultrix has the ability to connect into either SDI or IP uh, networks. Uh, so it's it's kind of interesting as a hybrid uh, processing box. Uh, and it's got integrated multi-viewing. It's got uh, frame syncs inside. It's got a full audio fabric. It's got 16 channels of embedding and disembedding on every input and output. It has MADI breakout. It's all these capabilities that are possible in it in a very small footprint. So we literally can save racks and racks and racks and racks of equipment in one box that is five rack and it's big. Wow. So the uh, this is one of the things that, that um, has really changed the game in facilities that can do so much more for the same amount of money or less money and in a much simpler way because they eliminate a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the interconnect, it's better for the environment because we have, you know, there's just less equipment uh, that is needed. There's less uh, power, less cooling. So um, uh, you're going to see more of that coming uh, coming forward. At the same time as we're doing that, by the way, we're 
souping it up and making it capable of 4K UHD. And this is one of the trends that's happening in the industry. We're seeing more and more deployments, 4K UHD deployments. And uh, so that will start coming in. We've had, we've all got our 4K UHD TV sets at home now. So, uh, so there's a drive to get more content created for it. Uh, that is happening and we're seeing a lot of growth there too. I think what's really exciting is that there are options for everybody. And like you mentioned, and we, we talked about right off the top is that it's not a one size fits all thing. And so uh, figure out, you know, what you know, option works best for you. And I loved what you said about um, starting with what you want to create, the, the content you want and, and that sort of thing. And then working backwards from there, always keeping that as the goal, I think is, is absolutely huge and, and fantastic. So uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today, talking a little bit about uh, the different options that people have at their disposal and finding what works for them. Well, thank you, Tyler. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Living Live with Ross Video. We really appreciate you listening. Be sure to go subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you go subscribe so you get the latest episodes of Living Live. Stay up to date with everything going on in the world of live production. We'll have more podcasts just like this one coming soon. I am absolutely positive. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.